they fooled me. I need to think more carefully next time they try and fool me. No, they just continue with the programming. These people are completely and utterly slave-minded, genuinely slaves. They live inside of a system, and the system they're going to purport and fight to defend is going to destroy them. They're not fighting for a system which is going to give them anything other than absolute slavery and tyranny. This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. Welcome to your deep dive for truth. Everyone out there is searching for the truth, but sometimes the truth hurts. It can have repercussions that are detrimental to the health and safety of you and your family. The first thing all truthers need to know is that the system will always try and discredit the information provider when said provider start informing the general population and get too close to the truth. Therefore, the deep dive for truth team, we stay safe and anonymous while providing the opinions or facts that some of you may have never heard before. The desire for truth runs deep in all truthers. If you want to know more, join us on our deep dive content and support the deep dive for truth team with your positive responses only. Any negative response is not appreciated. Red pill or blue pill? This choice is for real. Reality is here. Would you like to know more? Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. This is Big T for Truth. Kind of get some information out to y'all. Coming to you from location number five still. Increased monitoring happening. Remember, this is fiction. They are watching. So you got to remember that. I'm telling stories and I'm getting information out. And there's always a line of truth. So you need to go and find the truth. Make sure that you're listening and making it happen best you can. Uh, I just got to get this information out as fast as possible. And so, um, over time, he, this person had done some stuff for us that made it seem more credible. And with them, so, behind the scenes, we now, in the last months, have a source uh, who is very credible. Uh, at the time, I wasn't sure they were credible. Um, I'm very skeptical on people who say that they have stuff or know stuff, etc. And so, um, over time, he, this person had done some stuff for us that made it seem more credible and kind of proved it out. Um, they are involved in some three-letter agencies, very high up, some of the ones. I'm not going to say them now because I don't want to out anybody. Um, but did some work for us that really proved out they knew what they were talking about. So fast forward to today, um, and they've been giving us little breadcrumbs along the way, not to keep us from it, but just to kind of let us know things are going in the direction that we've talked about for a couple of years. So today I get a, a text from this person and said, hey, I need to brief you on something. Should be should take like five minutes. So I was getting ready to drive. So I'm like, okay, real quick, what's up? I have like five to ten minutes. This was the message given to me, which I have been given permission to give to you guys. Um, now, since this has occurred, I, this has been triple, triple plus confirmed to me by other sources as well. But the first source came from this person who received emails from internal department heads, I believe, within government, I guess you could say. And 
this is the message. There are currently 250, roughly, I believe is the number, cities in the world, including America, of course, who are being held ransom in cyber attack fashion right now. One just happened a couple days ago. They cleaned it up, but right now, globally. Uh, I'm, I'm told imminently, now when I say imminently, I don't have an exact number for you, but it could be five minutes from now, it could be 48 hours from now, it could be a week or two weeks from now. It's not gonna be like six months from now. That's what, it, that's what I was told, like imminent. Um, also that something like this could pop off on a weekend because they know that people aren't technically prepared. Um, now keep in mind, the 21st, next week, summer solstice. Um, we're talking uh, cyber attacks across cities that would potentially shut cities down. An attack potentially on the infrastructure of America slash and the financial system. Um, it could lead into a lockdown situation, uh, which could also lead to a soft martial law. Um, and this was not like a, they didn't say, hey, this could happen, this is what I think. This is not a prediction. I'm told this is what's gonna happen. I'm also told to make sure your family is protected. Now, a lot of you I know are going to answer, put in the comments, you know, what does this mean? Give me details. What do you mean protected? I, this is all I can give you. This is what I was given. So what is that? Have phones ready, have food ready. All the stuff we've talked about for the last couple of years. Um, what was also said was everything that you've been hearing about and planning for, for the last couple of years that we knew or thought was going to come to fruition this is it this is not a joke he also said this is not a test this is real um and i'm not saying that to, i'm not i don't want to stoke fear i'm not trying to get clickbait i'm not trying i received the call i immediately talked to my people around me i immediately, I immediately called my wife called friends i called scott mckay calling other friends and letting him know what is happening um, this could look like a war on our infrastructure. They will hold our cities, again, ransom. Do not be surprised, and I don't know how this would occur, or if it will occur. I don't know the intensity of this. You might have problems with money. You might have problems with paying for stuff. You might have, you might have full-on lockdowns and blackouts in your neighborhoods and cities. I don't know. Um, and it, it's, I wish I could give you more details of it, but this is the general what's happening. Um, as I get more information, I'll let you know. Um, and by the way, again, I was told this early, within an hour or so after I was told this personally, I had it confirmed by another source outside of that, who again, I'm not gonna say. And then 
there are other sources online that within the last hour, so this has all happened over the last few hours, uh, other sources online who have also indicated that absolutely we are going to be under a major cyber attack, whether planned or not, I don't know, um, but Americans, he said, if you're ready for this, um, it'll look crazy. He said the normies who have no idea what's going on right now will have no idea what to do. So if you see panic, if you see craziness, if you see chaos, just be, um, just be someone who can, you know, uh, act normal or, or, uh, bring sanity to situations. So again, I might be forgetting some stuff that he told me, um, but that works for now. I'll do my best if I get more information to let you know. If I can think of anything else he told me that I'm forgetting right now, I'll of course let you know. Um, and we'll go from there. So do me a favor, stay protected. Um, this is going to get rough, most likely. Again, it could be, as you're watching this video, and it could be a couple weeks from now. It's happening though. It's not something that's being pushed off in the distance. It's occurring, and again, summer solstice next week. Remember, it'll be a hot summer. There's a hero trying to get the word out. This whole episode is going to be about uh, trying to find out what's going on in the world and trying to get that information out there to you because there's other things coming. And here's a little information about uh, the New World Order and the unknown. And the title of this session, Are We Ready for... A new world order. Kelly, this is moving very slowly, but it is potentially the biggest change to money since, I don't know, currency consolidation after the Civil War. So we're watching it very carefully. Yeah, a huge step for mankind, Steve. Why would anyone pay $69 million for a JPEG and a hyperlink? Well, the organizers here are nothing if not ambitious. This is, I think you will agree, a daunting subject for discussion at just after 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning here in the relative calm of Expo summit. 2020. But tackle it, we must, because I believe what is clear is that we have hit an inflection point. We are certainly living in a unique age of uncertainty, and volatility in global affairs. Looks like the grim cloud of fascism is spreading over the whole world, inexorable. Well, that was 9th, February 1939. Haven't changed my opinion since. It's just gotten worse. This year is on pace to set a record for ice melt here in the Arctic. This warming is enough to bring about the raft of effects we call climate change. Our hosts for this essential summit understand that it's only through international cooperation that we can reverse the devastation caused by man-made climate change. Under Trump, they abandoned minutes, moved to seconds, 100 seconds to midnight. That's where it is now because the threats 
are accumulating. We're approaching the most dangerous point in human history, nothing like it before. We are now facing the prospect of destruction of organized human life on Earth from environmental destruction and not in the remote future. We are approaching irreversible turning turning points which cannot be dealt with any longer. I don't think we're going to see a period of depression unless the virus takes a real turn for the worse. Your Excellency, are you ready for a new world order? And so I think we have to go deeper, and it's not about the U.S. versus China. It's about what underpins a world order is always the financial system. Mm. I, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71, and so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. Put simply, blockchain is a permanent record of transactions linked in order or a chain to act as a timeline or ledger. And in Bitcoin's case, it's purposely decentralized. Central bank digital currencies can be blockchain-based or not, depending on the design. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. But these cautious institutions are now buzzing with talk of a revolutionary concept, a form of money you cannot see, central bank digital currencies. Don't come to any particular conclusion about it, but they say it could offer the, uh, the general public a risk-free digital money that is free from credit risk, free from liquidity risk, would not replace existing digital money, but would be an addition to it. Surveillance and privacy issues could arise if the central bank is able to monitor every transaction. You know, it is being implemented across the world. China's experiment is very large scale. When the world arrives in Beijing next winter for the Winter Olympics, uh, they are going to be using the new digital RMB to shop and, and to stay in hotels and, and buy meals in restaurants. The world is going to see a functioning CBDC very soon, uh, within the coming year. 
Well, so far, Visa and MasterCard are already uh, offering central banks uh, around the world that have uh, goals or ambitions of moving into a, a central bank uh, currency to use their infrastructure to be able to do it. So I think it's a it's a it's the realization that uh, that is the direction we're we're heading in. Unlike your savings in a commercial bank, which rely on the bank's promise to fulfill, CBDCs are recognized by law and backed by the power of the central bank, which cannot go bankrupt. For example, if a commercial bank collapses, part of your savings could potentially be wiped out. But this wouldn't be the case for CBDCs, which could be as trusted as cash, as convenient as a payment app, yet also benefit from the same blockchain technology which underpins cryptocurrencies. And, just like cash, CBDCs could be distributed through commercial banks, avoiding too much disruption to the financial system or the central bank having to deal directly with many millions of citizens and businesses. In order to participate in Beijing, the Chinese government is requiring everyone to download an app called My2022. Athletes, journalists, spectators, everyone there must put this app on their phone. What is China's goal as it rolls this digital currency out during the games? Well, you got to remember that uh, cryptocurrencies uh, pose a threat to the ability of any country to control its monetary policy and therefore its financial system. And these uh, central bank currency, especially the one in China, is sort of an attempt to, to offset that risk. And I think that uh, I think it's a good idea for any central bank to develop one. And certainly China is the most advanced uh, in this area so far, having started this uh, project as early as 2014. Steve, it's interesting to look at what's happening in China with some of the experiments they've been running um, with digital currency. It might make it harder for our Fed because obviously China can do more tracking of citizens' use of the currency. Um, they can use monetary tools that our Fed might want to pursue, like putting an expiration date, for instance, on currency when they're trying to stimulate the economy. But it does seem like they'll have to face down concerns on a number of different fronts and maybe clearly delineate what a digital currency can and can't do. You've got that absolutely right. Uh, uh, there are major privacy concerns that come with this uh, kind of uh, currency. It also means that for the first time ever, the government will be able to track citizens' transactions in near real time. The rather confusing term being used to describe this capability, controllable anonymity. Controllable anonymity, to my understanding, it promises a kind of horizontal anonymity, so uh, you can think about the counterparties that are involved in transactions can't necessarily access each other's personal information, but uh, there is no promise or no guarantee, rather, of vertical anonymity, so any kind of user information can be readily available for the government. So I think that obviously has surveillance implications, even though that's not necessarily uh, in the official guidance documents. That's right after the financial uh, issues with, amongst the cities. We are also having CBDC coming out so they will be able to control your purchases. They'll be able to know your purchases. They'll be able to real time, uh, see where you are and be able to say yes or no on your purchases. The rabbit hole goes deeper, folks. Something that I'm sure nobody has heard about yet. And basically, it's something that th this is alarming. Uh, it's coming down now. And it's actually already happened, so you, you have to hear this. Uh, it's probably the first time you've heard it, if uh, you're not digging too deep out there in the uh, currency world, but it's good stuff.
Hello, you're listening to Hugo Talks. Now, this story, well, it's a few days old, but I haven't seen many other people talking about it. And once again, it's another example of how the smartphone is being used to push through these agendas. Here we see Nigeria blocks 73 million mobile phones in security clampdown, it says. It says outgoing calls barred on mobile SIMs not linked to NIN database, which is a digital ID database. One third of all mobile users blocked for failing to comply. Nigerians raise concerns over privacy, data security and access. It says here Nigeria has been rolling out 11-digit electronic national identity cards for almost a decade, which record an individual's personal and biometric data, including fingerprints and photographs. So there you go, biometric data, fingerprints and photos. So basically, more than a third, a third of 198 million people in Nigeria have been blocked from making outgoing calls because they're not registered in a national digital identity database, yeah? So it's all about, once again, herding people into the ID database, the digital prison, the social credit score, the 24-7 tracking, monitoring, etc., etc. Blackmailing, coercing those who are very understandingly distrusting of their government, trying to get them to give away their details, get them signed up to the digital ID network. Now, this is going to be the tactic they're going to use elsewhere, I believe, and it will probably also include the internet as well. And Nigeria's excuse for this is because of a recent attack somewhere, I believe. So they're using that as an excuse to say this is for the public safety. Now, I don't know what this recent event was, but it it wouldn't surprise me if you were to look into it that it's a good chance it appears a bit dodgy. Looking into it, it maybe it was set up in order to give them the excuse to use this to blackmail the public. Now, an interesting point here is that Nigeria have very little in regards to landlines. It turns out that back, starting in the year 2000, the government of Nigeria would cut people's landline for no reason were really slow at repairing landlines. The cost of repairs were astronomical. The bills for landlines were supposedly constantly incorrect. And over the years, dealing with them was apparently a real pain. Uh, Mobile phones then, of course, around that time appeared in Nigeria and took off. And the landlines collapsed, which basically means everyone has a mobile phone and relies on them solely for communication. There's very little landlines in Nigeria. Now the UK, for example, the government have stated they are going to make landlines obsolete over the next few years. So by 2025, they're planning on there being no landlines in the UK by 2025. Everything will be digital. So now you know why, because if they had landlines in Nigeria, they wouldn't be able to blackmail them with cutting them off and herding them into these digital prisons through the smartphone. Here's a clip. Many subscribers in Nigeria say they are disappointed with the government's directive to disconnect unregistered phone lines. 
the measure became effective on the 4th of April, and 72 million people have already been barred from making phone calls in Africa's most populous country. It's so bad. I cannot make calls. I cannot make calls. I can receive calls. So it's, it's a mess to me. That's it. That the government should try and rectify the fault. It is a great disappointment and also about all the good things. I think uh, I believe that I have to be blamed because I have been forewarned severally when I make call that I'm going to be disconnected if I did. But at the time, I thought it was a joke. But uh, surprisingly, when I made call again, it didn't go. The move is meant to help authorities fight insecurity, including a spate of kidnappings. And this public affair analyst says people had enough time to do the needful. Also helps in economic planning, actually, uh, because when you look at the teledensity, how many Nigerians are on each of the network, uh, just like BVN has helped in the fight of economic crimes, uh, the, the NIN is also going to help in the fight against insecurity, also to help in national planning, uh, because then you know who are using uh, world. Nigeria has over 198 million active lines across network as of February this year, while 125 million subscribers have had their national identification numbers submitted for immediate linkage, verification and authentication. This shows that over 73 million lines have not been submitted for linkage. So there you go. Uh, when I talk about the smartphones, about how they are the spy, the big brother device you carry around with you, how it is these phones which are going to be the primary tool in how these establishments are going to attempt to coerce the public into these digital prisons. Unfortunately, the majority of people, they can't see this. And even if they do, or they have an inkling, they're so uh, addicted to the phones, they don't want to f even think about it. They will put it off. And if you add the internet on top of that, the possibility of cutting off the internet, that will make it very, very difficult for people. Personally, I will not be party to any of this, okay? I'm mentally preparing myself for that day when I am told either you do this, you get the ID passport, you get the jib-jab or whatever the ultimatum is, either you do this or we are going to cut off your internet, cut off your phone, you're going to be cut off from the digital world and that will be the day I will stop uploading videos and that will be it because I'm not playing in their game, okay? So that will be difficult if it comes to that but so be it, you know? The digital world is, is merely a fake creation of the real world anyhow, is it not? You know, I mean, a lot of people complain. They say to me, you're so against technology. I'm not. I think it can be a great embellishment to life. But the technology is being used to trap people into not having a life. It's like digital payments. I've got nothing against digital payments. OK, as long as they're an embellishment to the cash system and other forms of payment. But no, they want to change it to digital payments only, which is being done to control you and control what and how and when you spend money. And there's some more information coming out of Nigeria. That's good to know. There's some exciting things coming down. Go back to Silent Weapons for a Quiet War. Uh, there's a couple of episodes that I put out there that if you go through, take notes and listen to it and really understand it, 
it talks about this whole thing and how it actually will be pushed forward. I understand it's a lot of information in there um, in Silent Weapons for Quiet War, but you have to go through it and pick out the parts, even if you do it in sections. Listen to it for a little bit, write it down, and then take a break and then go back over it. And then see how the machine works. See how the system works. Again, this is fiction. They are watching. Trying to keep everybody updated. It seems like there's some stuff in the air. Remember, God, family, country. Those three things. You're a human being. You're not an alien. You're part of Big T's family. Uh, Please, do what you can to support me. I'm just trying to keep this going. Could use a German chocolate cake. A dollar a month is $12 a year. If you want to subscribe or go to my website and drop me a, a buck, donate a dollar, give me a cup of coffee. Uh, I'm going to keep going. Um, I'm at location number five. I'm establishing location number six. So that way we can keep on the move. Until the next time, this is Big T. Peace. The Deep Dive for Truth team is about digging for the truth. The truth about topics that may or may not be based in reality, but based in the control and manipulation and misguidings of our species by the system. The system that is not for the human species, but for the entitled ones of the human race. If we are going to make a change, we need to do this collectively, using the system against them. Knowledge, resources, species building. We will not be controlled by any government, media, or status group. We will be for you, the human race. We will need your support to tackle this endeavor. We will do this with or without you. But the only way to challenge the system is with everyone's support. There will be connecting topics to show the thread of truth from beginning to the end. Throughout our series, we will be having some fun, hoping that the system may not notice us at all, mainly AI. Hidden in the information, we will remove the blindfold obstructing the truth. That truth will be unveiled to those who really want to know. Everything about the removal of 90% of the human race. Binary code messages play on words within the jokes, the jests, and the possibilities were proposed. Again, this is fiction. The system is watching. You will be informed as to who, what, where, and why the world is the way it is. You'll find out where we are heading and the possibilities of hope and change for our species. The nature of our existence is to gain knowledge. When you follow us to the end, You will become an ambassador of truth. You will be able to spread a warning to our kind. You will be able to spread a message of hope, life, and a future for our species. If you want to follow someone who has been digging deep dives for 35 years and has threaded the needle of truth and who has put the big picture together, then this is for you. Remember, you may not always like what you see, but you will be able to see and sense what is the truth around you. It is time for the Great Awakening.